0: Here we
1: go. Okay, Clint's in the building. Listen, um technical difficulties happen. I'm glad I'm a little bit a little tech savvy, bro. (laughs) And I did that update. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh man. How you doing,
0: brother? I can't complain, man. Just trying to get it like you, man. Oh,
1: come on, brother. I'm trying to get on your level. You better stop it, man. So so (laughs) <laughs> so for those who are not familiar with you let me I didn't I wasn't able to do my intro but let me let me do a quick introduction. You know, you're from Chicago. We met years back when I was in the music scene. You've always been a very strong supporter of independent artists and their movement. You know, yeah. um, you know, if if you have a platform, you're allowing them to, to jump on your platform. If you got yeah. resources, if you got connections, you've always been that guy, man, to just to have an open hand respectfully. Yeah. You know, um, along with that, you know, you're 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 an investor, you're a creator, you're a collector of of memorabilia. I mean, you, you you're a man of many hats. Yeah. Which is why I had to bring you on, because I think a lot more people need to get familiar with uh, how you move. Yeah. yeah. So um, with that said, man, um, let's kind of let's kind of hold on real quick. Oh, by the way, appreciate everybody jumping on the platform. If you're not familiar, this is The Low Theory. We do this every single week with a special guest. Uh, Common theme is music, but, you know, it could be anybody, as long as music has some sort of motivation or influence um, in your life. And if uh, if you want to see any past episodes, just make sure you click the link on my bios everywhere, YouTube, Twitter, all the podcast platforms. And this one will also be on them as well. Um, let's talk about just we'll, we'll dive a little bit back, and then we're going to talk about the memorabilia. But um, how did you get involved with with music back then? I know that you used to do a little bit of marketing or so forth with for Rockefeller, right? Yeah, yeah. Can you touch on that a little bit.
0: Uh, that's when it all started back in like two thousand one, maybe. Um, I worked under a dude named George Green, who uh, was one of the original uh, founders. That- and um, he actually had a, a VP position in marketing at, at Rockefeller. And um, we met out of town and the rest was history, man. Like we we, we connected right away. We met at a Mike Tyson fight. Uh, Jay-Z did a Showtime event with Mike Tyson. So Jay-Z had a concert. And then right after that, they did the fight at the Pyramid. Mike Tyson had a fight at the Pyramid. And, oh, wow. uh, you know, I was doing the after party. And uh, oh. through the after party... Um, Beanie Siegel, this younger hit the scene. Um everybody came through except Jay. You know, Mystical was there, MOP was there. Uh it was it was nuts, bro. I, I was surprised that I had that type of turnout. And uh right. fast forward I started working with those guys and um I like slowly, like, you know, being from Chicago, it's not much of a scene musically. It's like everybody that we have that pop, it's like they left and really didn't come back besides mm. Kelly, but, you know, he was like, you know, he's R. Kelly, you know, he he's in his ways, you know, but most people that made it big, they never came back to Chicago. They left. So when people saw someone in Chicago or knew someone in Chicago that had any type of plugs, you're automatically Russell Simmons. Everybody (laughs) about, you know, like, yo, man, check out this, check out that, man, you know, come to my event, man, do this, do that. Listen to my CD, and it's like damn dog, I don't have signing powers, you know? Of course, I know a few people, but I don't have any signing powers. So it got to the point where it was like, it became mad stressful. And um, I just, I, I felt their pain, you know what I'm saying? Because I was one of those guys at one point that that I was never an artist, but I was chasing the big dogs around. Like I was chasing John Monopoly around. I was chasing, mm. you know, like a lot of the cats that were like those guys in the city you know, that that had big positions or or did some major shit. So um, fast forward, you know, um, I I end up, you know, just kind of like holding my own, man, and like just you know, making people want to rock with me in the industry. So I started thinking about things that I know that, you know, the industry heads needed or liked, you know what I'm saying? I know that they like women. I know that they like shoes. I know they like cars. I know they like jewelry. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, want to be a car salesman um i ain't a pimp so i ain't got no ladies for you Um, uh, the shoes there was too much competition and then i'm like jewelry i've seen how much money these cats spend and i've spent a lot on it too so i invested everything i had into it and then you know the rest was history like that was my way of not having to partake in the day-to-day you know yeah. but still have an in you know what i'm saying so
1: you you basically you saw Elaine and you and you you're you're essentially a self-taught jeweler. Uh partially
0: you know, I started off as you know, I started off with the just the beaded bracelets. Yes. Classes on learning how to do like the Shambhala bracelets or you know, stuff like that. So once that started cracking, like we made like six figures in one summer off that. So wow. I, what if I could do that off these, imagine what I could do off the big boy stuff. You know. I um, you know, when I first started with it, I uh, kind of, like, pushed stuff off on certain people that I have relationships with in, in in the industry. And um, it got to a point where I became a bit overwhelmed. And I'm like, all right, well, I got all these people on my ass right now, but I don't have a staff. I'm not even 100% certified to the point where I felt confident enough to, like, if Ross wanted a piece, like, damn, like... I got to come hard as, as, as Rosé, you know what I'm saying? Right. Ever, you know, so um, it got to a point where, as you know, it, it worked out. You know, I started hiring more people that were, you know, well-known in the jewelry industry, um, and 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 it all worked out, man. Like, I'm good. <laughs>
1: no, I, absolutely, man. It
0: worked I, out, I, whereas I don't even have to really put a lot of focus into it anymore. I can focus on the other things that I want to do,
1: you know? Right. Right. And it's true. I I saw I, I definitely saw the transition from when you did start, you know, with just the beads and uh, and now, you know, these pieces for celebrities that are that are intricate, you know, beautiful, just gleaming with with diamonds. And I mean, it, they, they're great pieces, man. So I'm proud. I'm proud that, you know, of, of your accomplishments and how much you came, how far you came anyways. I appreciate you, brother. Just... Absolutely, man. So. Um, great transition like you said now you have time to focus on your other things. Yes. Which is collecting. Collect- tell me a little bit about that man. I look at your page I see these rare artifacts like tell man, me Man you know that.
0: just like real quick you know this is just like
1: Oh wow you got the whole vintage WWF in there
0: Yeah bro and it's and, and I even brought the old school Teddy Rufskin
1: joints Wow, I def had one of those. you know what I'm saying uh so yo, Clint, can you hear me? Cause I think you kind of broke up. can you hear me yeah, okay, so so yeah. so for those who don't know about what you're showing, describe it a little bit and and why they're so rare, like
0: tell, um, tell, well, for example, you know, macho Man just passed away, you know not too long ago, um. This piece is considered like out of like scale of one to 10. It's like an 8.5. So all of these guys right here, these are all like the original WWF guys from like the late 70s, early 80s, uh, the, the, the guys that we all grew up on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, they even got Mr. T in there.
1: Crazy. You
0: know, um, so when I was younger, I, uh, me and my cousins used to be glued to the screen watching this stuff. That's all we knew. We couldn't wait for that night when wrestling was coming on or that Saturday afternoon when it was coming on. And when I was younger, I didn't realize what I had. Like, I had all the stuff, I had everything. But I would do stuff like take a marker and draw blood on their faces and all types of <laughs> stuff. It's like, I didn't realize that 20, 30 years down the line, you know, like right here, what I just showed you, you're looking at about 25,000 right here. You know what I'm saying, just in these figures. You know? Right. Um, then you know the teddy rubskin joints i remember when my fourth birthday i got a teddy rubskin doll and um the teddy rubskin yeah. joints were
1: huge back. yeah then. when did that when did that when did they drop like 86 like 86 right like 86 yeah
0: yeah because yeah. i was four in 86 you know crazy
1: um
0: and then i like i don't i just don't stop at you know at the toys like i'm into records you know like i got you know Right, I'm going to show you this real quick. This is an unopened R. Kelly joint. <laughs> oh, that's really? the album
1: I think that Biggie was on.
0: Yep, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yep. But I'm heavy into records. Like, these are all original joints. Rocky. I mean, you know, it's another creep, Bill Cosby, but he's still a legend at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You
0: know what I'm saying? These are all the original joints, bro. Jackson 5 <sighs> joints. Ooh. thing joints. More Jackson 5. Crazy. live crew. Elvis,
1: yo. We are the world. So how how are you? How are you going about like purchasing these and finding this? Are you are you going digging? Like you got the like I don't want you to reveal your connect, but like. Well, you, you know what? Across
0: I, this man, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I I trade and 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 I travel everywhere for this stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, like th- there's no mile I won't. If you
1: want something, you're going to find a way.
0: Yeah, and I've met some great people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you know Gina Davis, the actress who played her her own Beetlejuice, all that stuff. She's she's become a very good friend of mine, just from trading.
1: Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah, she's a huge Pee-Wee Herman fan, and I got a crazy Pee-Wee collection. So, you know, me and her got cool off of trading Pee-Wee stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, And then, you know, I go to estate sales. Um, I go to, you know, garage sales, I go to auctions, I go to, um, you know, conventions, you know, most of the conventions that I go to, it really focuses more so on, on sports memorabilia. Like for example, mm. right here, this was a gift right here. This is original piece of the floor for the Jordan stadium, I mean from the uh, Chicago stadium.
1: <laughs> Yo, so
0: that's, that's crazy.
1: from the from the from the from the from the arena like they pulled that off yeah the original that's crazy
0: it's George Foreman autograph glove Mike Tyson Sugar Ray Leonard you know what I'm saying so it it just goes on and on it's like I I collect everything from from currency to to old stock certificates uh, newspaper articles um I even collect stuff like if a letter that the that joe jackson wrote to michael jackson you know what i'm saying like stuff like that you know it's what? priced at three million dollars just for a piece of paper for a small letter that he wrote to to, to his to, that he wrote to his dad you know and the letter that he wrote back to him you know stuff like that um it, it just goes on and on man i i, I can't wow. and then i'm a sneaker collector too you know so i collect you know rare sneakers uh, dope sneakers, but I wear my stuff. A lot of people collect these things and they don't Right. you know, only thing I don't do, I don't play with my toys anymore, you know, but yeah, of course you know, yeah. Uh, what,
1: t- tell everybody that story about the, about the mags from, from back to the future.
0: Back to the future joints.
1: Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to grab them for you. Please. And then tell, tell everybody a story about them. Cause this is crazy. Yeah. So everybody on here, make sure you share the live. So, Back to the future joints.
0: They were um so in the movie, Back to the Future Part 2, it was two different um shoes that were worn in the movie. So you had the joints that were Nike, the Nike mags, the ones that he did the up close shot of. You know what I'm saying? Like so when he hopped on the on the hoverboard, he um it was a um it was a close-up shot. You saw the Nike sign, you saw everything. And then universal which was the creators of the film the production for the film they actually did shoes for like all the stunts and shoes that he wore for the for the you know shots that were not close up so these were actual shoes that he wore in a couple of the scenes
1: wow let me see let me see the other side too the sure. non autograph side yeah Dude, that's crazy. So these are actually no, no Universal. No, right, no Nike logo. No Nike logo. These are the joints that, that
0: Universal made 16 pair just for the film. So in, when filming, the, they, they had 16 different pairs and they, you know, you know, it's on sets, you know, it's three, four days shooting the same scene sometimes, especially in right. an intense scene like that, you know? It, so.
1: And then not only do you have you know, one out of 16, but you got them autographed. How'd you go about that? Okay. So like,
0: like I said, I participate in a lot of the different um, memorabilia conventions. Um, they're all across the country, but the ones in Chicago, I definitely always try to make. And um, Michael J. Fox, believe it or not, as ill as he is, he still signs. He loves to sign actually. So I have the hoverboard, shoes, and then the vests, the burgundy vests for Back to the Future. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, and the vests, there was only two of those. I got one.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. But that's on top amazing. of that,
0: like, even stuff like um, Blues Brothers, which is one of my favorite films. I, um, I collect the Playboy joints. Like, this right here is a real Playboy. With Seinfeld. Seinfeld joint. I got two of them. Um, the Bo Derek Playboy. Yes. It was a really big deal for that one. I got two of those also. Two of the Boderic joints. Um, uh, this was a rare one. Naked gun joint. Oh. This is the anniversary edition joint.
1: Cindy Crawford. Classic Cindy. Victoria Jackson.
0: Victoria.
1: You know? <laughs> but I
0: got I got so many more though. You know, it's like I have every item in every category that's the top 25 most valuable of, so the top 25 most valuable WWF figures. Top 25 most valuable records. Top 25, everything, that's my goal to have. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, you know, I even got stuff like this. The old school Genesis, never open. Brand new. Brand new, never open. The controller's still oh. in the box. never. <laughs> Yo, opened. this is crazy. Um uh, and then I got the Michael Jackson joints never open
1: that's crazy Can uh, you see one of them Can you hold film. one of them you say what i did my bad i just want to see can you hold one of them up real quick yeah i just yeah. want to get a close Uh-oh. look at
0: the michael jackson's subtle joints you see the original sticker on there it's kmart right right okay. kmart 1288 when it first came out that thriller doll right now, in the condition that this box is in, and the condition that the doll is in, never open, never touched It's probably about a thousand dollars right now. Damn. Got two of those, but one isn't in the box. One I found in an old box at a at a estate sale this old lady had in the garage. It was just at the bottom of some stuff. I'm like, whoa. She had a box full of Barbies. I'm going through them looking and I'm like, oh shit. MJ, let me get that. She bought it for like two dollars, you know. Um Wow. Yeah. And how much did she charge you? She, um, she, charged, she charged five bucks for the doll once she realized it was Michael Jackson.
1: You know <laughs> she was charging you $2 it.
0: for everything in the box. But then I was like, yo, uh, this for sale? Because you know, like, I've kind of made a mistake. I shouldn't even say anything. I just should have grabbed it with the rest of them. And she was like, yeah, that's a good one. Give me $5. I'm like, cool, you can have it. $5, let's do it. Oh, my God. This is one of my favorite joints right here. This poster right here. It's worth about 25000 It's the original. So you got like some stains on it and stuff, you know? Wow. But I got a crazy Muhammad Ali collection too, man. Muhammad Ali collection is insane, bro. From any figure that they ever made from Muhammad Ali, I own. Uh, autographed gloves,
1: uh,
0: autographed trunks,
1: um, all types. What, what would you say is like your most valued piece in your collection?
0: Probably um it's a few. The mo- the yeah, it's a few. I have the um the highest valued Wizard of Oz original movie poster. I own that. Um I own um some crazy coins as well. Like I, I I'm big into currency, so vintage $100 bills, all, all types of old notes, uh old 50s. I got coins dating back to the 1700s. Um like those coins, like I've had a lot of them appraised. I'm probably sitting on about half a ticket just in coins. Yeah. Face value probably only about 200 bucks. You know what I'm saying? But wow. The value of the coins, we talking, you know, 500,000 at least.
1: Wow,
0: 100,000 at least. I got those on deck too. I got those on deck, but we'll be y'all looking at that stuff.
1: No, I know, I know. We're limited on time. Let me see. Uh, somebody, I'll just go to one question in the chat. Somebody said, Do you personally think it's getting harder for independent Chicago artists to make it? No, I think right now,
0: I think right now it's, it's, it's the time. Like, you gotta see the thing about it is since 2012, 2011, 2012. Chicago has like been on fire non-stop from G Herbo to to Dirt to Keith to uh Wook. um anybody that's O-Block, anybody that's 300 or 600, anybody that's no limit, anybody that's Mumble like from King Louis to you know even like the the rappers that are like really really rappers like like um YP, um people like that it's like we have it right now. So before that, like, like pre-2012, 2011, it was so hard for artists. People used to, you know, there was a DJ we had in Timbuktu, God rest his soul. He passed away about maybe like five years ago, six years ago. But however, Timbuktu used to have something called Go Il Radio. And my homie, um, John Cypher, was um, the producer of, of that. He used to come on on Saturday nights at 9 p.m., stay on for an hour. And every Saturday morning, John would call me and say, yo, who do you have for this hour for me tonight? Because John, was, he, didn't, he didn't have an ear to the streets. So he okay. would call me and I would send him everybody. I would send him you know, artists like Do or Die, which I was working with at the time. Uh, you know, They're legends. Right. I'd send them new music that they had done. I was sending him a cat named Reno Shinadi I was managing at the time. Um, I was sending him YP. I was, send, I was putting people on records that would never have done records together you know, um, all types of remixes, and I was just making sure that that it went crazy to the point where all these people would get recognized, because for, for so long, if you weren't Kanye, or if you weren't, weren't Do or Die or Crucial Conflict or Twister or Shauna, people didn't care. They didn't care how good your record was. There was some really good music floating around the city, but no one cared if you weren't part of, like, that elite, you know, group of, uh, mm-hmm. of artists that, you know, that right. everybody looked up to that they saw when they went on when they turned on BET or mtv you know but um now i think with the age of the internet i don't give a damn where you from With the age of the internet bro and and you know the way that you could work instagram that's your record deal mm. because all the record deal does for you is give you that you know that um that 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 marketing bro that, that you wouldn't have you know um if it weren't for the internet, you know? So it's like now you could plug your music, plug your homies, plug your movement 24 seven. And, and right. watch your growth. You can see that if you only had a hundred followers at midnight, you dropped a record or you put out something that, that you know, was appealing in the morning, you may have a thousand. And now you're able right. to track your fan base. You're able to, you know, communicate. It's, it's so much easier now, man. So many people are getting discovered off the DM. Yeah. Like it, it's a chance that you could you know, post something and and send it to Diddy in his DM, and there's a fifty-fifty chance that Diddy might see it and might say something back to you. You know, so I just right. encourage people to not really focus no more on the whole thing of where I'm from and how it's crabs in the barrel and everybody no one wants to support the hometown artists and all of that. Nah, fuck all that man. It's
1: it's easy right now. It's easy. You got all everybody these Right, the outlets make make what was once you know you felt like you can never get close to a a musician or celebrity now they're in reach. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you're gonna go the DM route, just be professional about it. Don't go and spam somebody's DM, man. Put together exactly. a nice little package the way you're gonna DM it. And and like and like Clint said, right? There could be a fifty-fifty chance, man, if it's done correctly.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro, exactly. So I um. It was something else I wanted to show you. You know, being from Chicago, mm-hmm. Blues Brothers was always that film. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I travel very far for for that Blues Brothers joint. That's the two official classic. Ones. Those are both the records from the movie.
1: But yeah, I. Um, That's the official poster.
0: Yeah, that was the official. That's poster crazy. Poster. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to buy the, the original car from the movie. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm trying to get the car, man. It's it's it's, it's hard, but I'm, I'm trying to get it. I already got the um, – it was only one set of statues made, the official statues for the movie when they were doing a promo. Um, basically, I bought those already. A good friend of mine owns those, and um, he's selling them to me for the lowest. It's just they're so big, I have no spot for them right now. You know what I'm saying? But but it's going to happen. Um, I purchased – in Chicago, we had this big billboard space that Bank of America used to own. Before, it used to be LaSalle Bank. and. Okay. um uh, it would be like all the biggest promotions in the city would always put advertisements there. So it was a really big deal back in the late 90s when Dennis Rodman was with the Bulls, they had this really big picture of him with blonde hair and it sat on the side of the expressway. And people mm-hmm. were mad because traffic was heightened. Um, it was crazy, so like people were mad, so they had to take it down. But it was piece by piece. It wasn't a painting, it was like an actual big piece of cardboard. I bought so it. It was a,
1: it was almost like it was almost like a collage. Exactly, one piece. Exactly. One piece. Okay, gotcha. So it was gotcha. broken
0: down into six pieces: four pieces were his hair, two pieces were his face. I bought it.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? How yeah. big
0: is it? It's got to be huge. It's huge, man. It's about um the uh, the hair alone is about ten feet tall, just the just the hair. And then the the head, his actual face, is about twenty feet. Wow. Yeah. So so I bought that. Have you ever met Dennis Rodman? Oh yeah. He's a super <laughs> smooth dude. I um when I was younger, you know, I've always been into collecting. So when I was younger, I used to go down to the hotels that the players would stay at when they came in town. So for example, back in like ninety six, the dream team practiced in Chicago. And um Great, it was nice. the dream it was it was the it was Dream Team Two, where it was Shaq, Scotty, Mitch Richmond, uh GP, Grant Hill. All those guys. Oh, and, man. Uh, I would be out there all day, all night. And, um, you know, other players that weren't on the team would still come through the hotel to visit their homies. So Dennis Rodman came through to see Scottie and to see Carl um, uh, Malone, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, so I got his autograph, pops to shit with him for a second. Uh, Michael Jordan was coming through every day. Um list goes on and on, man. Like, but yeah, I got some stories out of this world, man. I,
1: I know. I feel like we need to, because I know we're limited on time. We only got a couple of minutes, and I know you got something to do. But I think that I think a part two is necessary, man. I really do, man. It's so, it's, it's yeah. so much to talk about,
0: man. There's so much stuff I want to show you, and all I'm trying to really do is, you know, I'm a victim of buying nice things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I buy I buy expensive cars, I buy expensive clothes, uh, shoes, stuff like that. But I'm trying to show people that there's so much more. You know, so that's mm-hmm. why I've been, you know, over the last year, I've been really showing like my music catalog and, and the things that I'm invested in, the, the records mm-hmm. that I bought stakes in, the toys that I collect, all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, those clothes, they're going to play out really fast. And the next season, people are going to point you like, ah, he got on last season sweater or last season's shoes or last season's whatever. Mm-hmm. And I started to hate how that sounded because if you're spending 1500 on a sweater, you're supposed to wear it as much as you want you shouldn't be criticized because they have a new one out now you know what i'm saying so i was trying to show people over the last year invest your money into other things too that you know that you can make money off of man like for example this original andre the giant joint before he was wearing a black signature black he was wearing this joint and he was wearing this joint you know what i'm saying yeah so those alone, right there, in the condition that they're in—those are five hundred each. These toys was three dollars when they came out.
1: That's crazy. You see how
0: many I have, man. I got, I got the whole collection of them, bro. So just the right. toys alone, you know.
1: We got to hit up Obey. Obey would love one of those. Just rock, Shepherd out, man. Ferry, and, and everything yeah. that
0: you see. I have more than one of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think it's. I think it's really dope, man. I and you hit it on the nail. I feel like, um, you know. Um, be it coming where you're from, you know, they see rappers, they see these celebrities, they want to come up, they want to buy the jewelry, yeah, they want to show off, but they're not thinking about investments, yeah. And I love what you're doing, yeah, you know, you would see somebody would see you and they wouldn't even imagine that you had a collection like this, that you yeah. were you had these figures, you had these toys, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But you, you, it, it's not that you're not an adult playing with toys, you're buying these because this is wealth yeah. you're building wealth bro yeah i yeah. love that man appreciate
0: you bro and, and and it started like i said it started when i was a child i had so much stuff and then as i got older and i would read up on things and one day i saw this article that said your old toys can be worth a fortune and i didn't have a single toy left. like most of this collection that you see i i've accumulated these things probably like over like the last six years You know what I'm saying? Um, The main things that I was always into were like my my sports memorabilia. I've been having that stuff Mm -hmm. since the 90s. You know, Mm -hmm. like anybody's rookie card I own and it's autographed. Or I have another one that's not autographed from Michael Jordan to Nolan Ryan to Sammy Sosa, Frank Thomas, Shaquille O'Neal, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. I have all these people's most valuable cards. Uh, any magazine, of Michael Jordan, or cereal box he's ever been
1: on, I own it. Um, Yo, that's crazy.
0: Uh, yeah, so part two, we don't to break out
1: the Wheaties collection, I, all of that. That's what I think. So, so anybody who's listening right now or watching, I think that that's what we should do. Part two, bring out a couple more gems, and yeah. then let's also dive into some more Chicago talk. Yes. I want to yes. know, you know, did you see Jordan around when you were young? Don't tell me now, but I want to I know things like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we we could talk. We could talk for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got history, but I think the people need a part two, bro. Yeah, we definitely need a part
0: two, man. Um, Let's let's definitely do it, man. And and, and I just want to say, man, I, I truly appreciate what you're doing, man. You're giving people their flowers. Uh, you've had some amazing guests on, on, on the show uh over the last month. I just been like, I, like I've always been tuned in, but like as of late I've really been tuned in. So yeah, Master Ace on you. I'm like, wow, Master Ace. You know, it's like and then you have Kevin Hart's do it on there. It's like the, the you never know what you're gonna get. You right. know, you never know who you're gonna bring. You may bring a dope B boy or mm-hmm. you bring a hood legend or you may bring an athlete or a rapper or, or whatever. And I think that's right. just so dope how you're doing it, man, because, you know, that, that's how you get a, a, versatile, a versatile crowd that, that wants to rock with you, you know, when you're offering many different things and that's what you're doing. You're not just focused on one thing. So,
1: correct, man. I appreciate you, know. you man. Thank you, man. It, it, trust me, man. That means a lot coming from you. Appreciate um, you, brother. Let's, let's set this up. I'm going to be on the horn with you later and then um, let's get a part two set up. But for now, bro, thank you for joining episode 30 of the Low Theory. Clint, where can they find you? Uh, it's made by Clint,
0: I-T-S-M-A-D-E-C-L-I-N-T. That's uh, Instagram. It's the only outlet I'm really on right now. Um, I'm not really into the Facebook and all of that anymore. It's not lit enough
1: for me. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can find me, man. Word. All right, everybody, make sure you go ahead and follow Clint. Uh, make sure you follow. Oh, man. Oh, man. You got you to gotta break that out now, man. <laughs> this guy
0: i got some sh- and, and to end it man i got a the, you know the the original village
1: joint. you know man one of my, one of my one of my favorite artists so oh yeah I, you know i always tell people you know i don't you know regard, side note of what he did in his personal life but yeah. as a musician one yeah. of the greatest yeah
0: one hey, of the greatest really quick quick story about mj really fast really fast okay okay we so got my, time for an mj story good my boy uh, jason weaver um, oh, yeah, singer and actor uh, from the Lion King and all of that. Of uh, course. I, w- I had uh, dinner with him not too long ago, and he told me a story. I asked him, I said, yo, when you were doing the Jackson 5 uh, miniseries,
1: yep. I said,
0: did you ever meet Michael Jackson? And he was like, um, no, I didn't. He said, but he came on set. I said, oh, okay. So he said one night. We were filming the I'll be there scene. Have you seen the movie the miniseries before? Yeah, yeah, of course. I have seen
1: that. Yeah. Well, he said, We're filming the Yeah, he plays little, 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 little Mike, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So he said, We're filming the um the uh the I'll be there scene when I'm in the studio singing. So all of a sudden everybody disappears, everybody's going crazy, security comes in the booth and they grab me. They say, Hey, you gotta go to the trailer. Goes out to the trailer, all he sees is a fat old white man, a ninety-year-old white man sitting in the trailer with two pretty girls with him. So, okay. he's like, um, he's just standing there and all of a sudden, the old fat white man says, Hi, Jason, it was Michael Jackson. That's how he like. come out, in disguise, so he could go places, he could go to the grocery store, he could go out to lunch, he could do whatever he wanted. So every time he came on set, one day he would look like an Arabian, one day he looked look like an old farmer. One day he would he like he would have a uh, yo Baker. what
1: the hell yeah so
0: Rick Baker who was the main dude in in uh, Hollywood that would do all the costumes and stuff he would dress Michael up in different stuff every day for so he can go out and kick it yeah crazy story oh,
1: wow. yeah wow that shit brought chills
0: dude. to me when he told me the story I'm like wow yeah yo
1: that brought chills that's crazy bro. yeah yeah super wow crazy. all right man yo it's a pleasure talking to you, bro. Seriously, man. Great conversation. Love the stories. Um, we'll get, make, make sure we get that part two set up, bro.
0: Let's do it, brother.
1: Um, Stay blessed, man. Same to you, man. And um, uh,
0: let's definitely, you know, keep the relationship going. Let's, you know, keep bringing awareness to, you know, great people, bro. So I appreciate you, man. Somebody need to be interviewing you, bro. Oh man.
1: Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. My man. Let's talk soon. Right. brother. Take care.
0: My love, bro.